Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, encrypted podcast. <laughs> That's Emily and I'm Danielle. Yeah. You really <laughs> threw me off there sorry, for a second. Sorry. Whoa. I like to spice it up sometimes, but it always throws you off. <laughs> You're like, That's Emily and I'm Danielle and I was gonna say, and I'm Emily. Went <laughs> <laughs> really funny. I've been like, and she's so important. She wanted to introduce herself twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, see anything fun happen? Um, I have a funny story about one of the preschoolers at my school. Oh, do I care? I already told it to you, but it was I thought it was funny. I don't remember. So I have this little preschooler who has a bit of a speech impediment, and we were out at recess. Oh, yes, yes. And he said to me, Danielle, why does she have a dick? And I was like, why does she have a dick? Stick. Stick. Why does she have a stick? <laughs> I was like, thanks, buddy. Preschoolers say the darndest things, don't God, they? It's so funny, like, walking through the school, like, the things that you'll hear or, like, the things that you'll see. Because, like, in, in second grade, they teach them to spell phonetically mm-hmm. because they want them to learn how to sound words out, right? And so one of the second grade classes has like this thing that says, what's your favorite thing about fall? One of the kids wrote, I lick Halloween. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's actually Halloween because it's (laughs) H-A-L-O-W-E-N. So they lick Halloween. (laughs) Don't we all? It just makes me laugh. It makes me so happy. Like you just never know what you're going to get any day of the week, honestly. So it's true. It's a good time. Ooh, good wiggle series. Um, I'm going to a really good chicken restaurant next Saturday. So, like, before this comes out, I'm pretty what? excited. What? Where? Nashville Coop. I have not heard of that one. You know it used to be just a food truck. I love chicken. Yeah, it's good. So, I'm excited for that. Um, Maybe, uh, I have a friend coming that weekend, so maybe I'll take her there, too. It's, yeah. It's just like a yeah okay <laughs> you could it's a yeah huh it's good i mean, it's hot chicken like spicy hot yeah so i don't know if you'll be into that nashville that's Coop. yeah that's fair yeah. but usually they have like a another option that isn't spicy not, the not last that you're aware there okay i got the non-spicy one and not, my mouth was on fire Ooh, and you're better with spice than i am yeah that's good so, to know i'm a pathetic white girl it is good spice. for if you like spice <laughs> And you're in the cities. Nashville Coop. Good to know. Um, yeah. And I have this Friday off. Oh, nice. I have Monday. Why do you have Friday off? I have Friday Veterans Day off. Oh, The okay. 11th. So the, when this episode comes out, it'll okay. be that Friday. Got it. I have the Monday before this episode comes out off. Oh. It's the end of the quarter, so they always... You guys get all these days off. Um. Yeah, it sucks for my paycheck. Yeah, I can see that. So I would rather we didn't um well last week i told some ufo stories yes this week you are telling a history story i'm i don't that's the most you're gonna get right now okay i want to see if you figure out the connection is there like murder is there any sort of i mean there is like what would you classify it as true crime okay Okay, so 
Thomas Archibald Brown was born on January 1st, 1889, and died, allegedly, on January 1st. 1957 at or sorry 1959 at 70 years old so i don't think that's actual date of birth or date of death because that seems really coincidental to me that he was born on january 1st and died on january 1st of the same like of different years not saying it doesn't happen no it doesn't and i've always said that i would like to die on my 100th birthday wouldn't that be a dream (laughs) I just think it's like, what are the chances they live to be exactly 100 years old, you know? Yeah. So that's always, I always say that. But anyway, I digress. Um, So I just don't think that that's his actual dates of birth or death. Could be. I don't think it is. Um, So he was known as Big Tom. Not Nothing yet? Okay. Big Tom. Big Tom. B-I-G Tom. Is this the notorious B.I.G.? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Had an uneventful childhood and became a police officer in 1914 in St. Paul, Minnesota. He moved to the area in 1910, but worked odd jobs before joining the police force. He and his wife, Mary, raised their five children in St. Paul, four daughters and one son. In the early 1900s, the St. Paul police were known for their tolerance of criminals, as we have talked about before. Is this the guy... Did you talk about him in one of your gangster episodes? Two of my gangster episodes. John Dillinger and the Barker gang. Tom Barker. So, um, basically, the the St. Paul Police Department tolerated the criminals, but not criminal activity. So, if you came here and you didn't commit any crimes they wouldn't extradite you to wherever you did commit a crime they would just like leave you be but (laughs) how likely is it that your criminal activity is just gonna stop slim to none right especially during prohibition which is was um 1922 i want to say 1933 yeah 1920 to 1933 so that's when the majority of this takes place um okay sorry i have to readjust i can't read um okay so they had this um system that they called the o'connor system um and that was basically what i just explained where they would let the criminals be um and this was started under police chief john o'connor um This made St. Paul a very popular place with some really big names like John Dillinger, Al Capone, uh, and Ma Barker, and then also several others. But we've talked about at least two of those people on the podcast, and I feel like we may have mentioned Al Capone at some point. I feel like I, yeah, like a haunting. I just did, yeah. Yeah, in one of the haunted places, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. That's what I thought. The cigar Yes. Please. Thank you. Um, and they would tend to support like the illegal speakeasies and, um, so at some point, uh, before 1926, Big Tom earned some local fame for killing an escaped murderer named Edwin Rust, who I had never heard of. So I put him on my list. If you want to do it, I don't care. Just let me know. Um, This caused Big Tom to be appointed to the, quote, P 
purity squad, end quote. I mean, it, this sounds familiar, but... <laughs> so, basically, the puri- purity squad was supposed to find and shut down speakeasies, gambling dens, and brothels. And I did look to see if there was another word for brothel that I should be using, but I couldn't find one. Okay. So, I hope that's okay and not offensive. Um... So, in what should not be a surprise to anybody, uh, the purity squad often failed to confiscate anything or arrest anybody when they did their raids. Um, Instead, Big Tom used his time working with the purity squad to build relationships with the criminals he was supposed to be arresting. So, decided to make some money off of it instead of doing his job. Oh, hello. He just flying down here (laughs) um okay so um the final straw for big tom seemed to come in 1926 when he was arrested for stealing a large amount of alcohol that had been confiscated by the police i'll take that away uh, if i can reach it without him hey can i have that please sorry i can't reach it there Okay, sorry about that, guys. Um, okay, so um, since this was right in the middle of prohibition, like literally, like dead middle, um, the whole taking of the liquor would have been very lucrative for him. So I think that's probably why he took it. He also might have taken it for one of his underworld connections. We don't really know. Um, or himself. Yeah. Probably some of Yeah. For himself. <laughs> so either way. He was arrested for it. Um, But luckily for him, he had somebody in his pocket that helped him um, get away with this and then not be fired. Uh, It was the, quote, Al Capone of St. Paul, end quote, a man named Leon Gleckman, who I had never heard of. So I also added him to my list. Adding a lot of good things to our list lately. I know. Um, So, in 1930, he became police chief. So, went from almost being fired to... Police chief? Chief of police, yeah. Um, So, because of his relationship with Leon Gluckman, um, Big Tom would help him, like, keep his businesses up and running while he would raid other people's businesses so like his rivals um at one point when gleckman was kidnapped by a rival named jack pier um big tom worked hard to get his release and in the process of paying the ransom um oh the sentence doesn't make sense sorry so he had the ransom paid but one of the kidnappers was later found shot dead and the money went missing from the ransom and big tom was like oh no we we confiscated it and i brought it to the police station but i don't know what happened to it after that Mm -hmm. so there's a couple of options here he could have kept it for himself or he really could have put it in the safe at the police station and somebody on pierre's payroll could have stolen back for him so either way not a great look for the police department but is what it is you know yeah um okay 
So the downfall of Big Tom started when the Barker gang came into town in 1935. Um, so if you remember from the episode I did on them, uh, a kid recognized some of the gang members from the magazine True Detective. Mm-hmm. Like their pictures were in the um, magazine. And he reported it to police. And instead of arresting the crew, um, Big Tom took his sweet time to uh, arrest them, allowing them to be tipped off and take off. So um, this decision caused the Barker gang to believe that their mom's lover was the one that had tipped off police to where they were. So they ended up shooting him and leaving him um, naked in a field on the side of the road in wisconsin i believe bummer um his name was arthur dunlap so the public was not pleased about the parker gang getting away because they were like what the hell we're over this like they're super violent we want them captured um and the new mayor whose name i do not have but he had run on a platform of like anti-corruption and trying to clean up the city and that kind of stuff um and so he ended up finally arrest or finally demoting big tom so big tom was demoted from chief of police to a member of the uh kidnapped squad what the heck are these names the purity party yeah the purity squad and the kidnap squad oh purity purity yeah (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) yeah um purity was like a big thing during the temperance movement because it was like that was you know the whole point of getting rid of alcohol was that it made people too like lush about things and it made them too um wild and people would get drunk and they would get inappropriate and and they would have fun and how dare they have fun right right (laughs) so okay um Big Tom also, after he was demoted, tried to become the sheriff of Ramsey County, which for people who don't know is located in northern St. Paul. So that's like probably a little bit south of where you live, but not by much. Mm -hmm. Because I think you're you're still in In Washington Washington County, right? Okay. So um, uh, let's see. Some of the people that tried to help him get elected as the uh, Ramsey County Sheriff were um, members of the John Dillinger gang, especially um, Homer Van Meter. Do you remember learning about him when I told that one? So he was one of the ones that was like holed up in the apartment where the FBI figured out where John Dillinger was. He was part of that whole shootout and whatever. Um. Okay, so now that Big Tom is on the kidnap squad, it's because of the end of Prohibition. So basically when Prohibition ended, gangs and mobsters needed a way to make money because they were no longer making money running these illegal speakeasies because alcohol was legal now. So what they would do instead, and we talked about this in the Barker, Ma Barker episode, um is they would like kidnap wealthy people for ransom. Mm-hmm. 
So um, two of the, the big names that we talked about in that episode were William Hamm from the brewery. Yep. And Edward Bremer from, from the bank. bank. Um, and so William was the wealthy brewery owner who the gang kidnapped for ransom and took him like six hours away and then brought him back. And then um, when they got their money, he let him go north of the cities, um, like 45 minutes north. So the, that was the kidnapping that got the attention of the FBI who determined that um, the Barker gang was getting information from the kidnap squad. It was determined that Big Tom was probably the leak and he was kind of shut out of the investigation. Big Tom's not very good at like... Being stealthy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you are interested in learning more about that rather than just like the quick little super blurb that I just gave... Um, you can go listen to season one, episode 22, and that's the Ma Barker episode. Um, on August 23rd, 1934, Big Tom was involved in the killing of Homer Van Meter, the very same man from the John Dillinger gang that had contributed $1,500 to Big Tom's attempt at sheriff in Ramsey County. Interesting. Yeah. So, um... Homer Van Meter was lured to a location on Marion Street and University Avenue for an alleged meeting with somebody else that he thought was like a business associate. Oh, we like we're literally just at Marion Street. And I know, and I was there again today. <laughs> I was over that way. Marion Street and University. I was on University today. Is in St. Paul. Yeah, I was in St. Paul today. Oh, you said you were in Minneapolis. No, for I the- drove through. Oh, okay. Because I couldn't get onto the freeway in Minneapolis because it was a nightmare over Oh, there. I get what you're saying now. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, anyways. Uh, okay. Homer was lured to Marion Street and University Avenue for an alleged meeting. Instead, he found four police officers led by the new chief of police, Frank Cullen. Allegedly, Homer Van Meter shot at police who opened fire on him with several guns, including a Thompson machine gun. Even after they knew that Van Meter was dead, Big Tom continued to fire at the body. He did so much damage with the machine gun, um, or submachine gun, excuse me, that the bullets took off one finger and almost removed two others. Maybe don't give Big Tom the big gun. Right. Just a thought. Maybe don't give Big Tom a badge and a gun at all. Good point. In my personal opinion. (laughs) Um, so at this time, Big Tom was under investigation by the FBI. Um, while they didn't have any solid evidence of Big Tom's corruption, uh, he had been named by several, um, of the kidnaps suspects. So like the kidnappers, not the kidnapped people. Um, but since that was only hearsay, they were never able to arrest him for anything. So, Big Tom was dismissed by from the police force, but, again, was never arrested. He attempted to challenge his dismissal from the, more, from the force, but it was unsuccessful. Big Tom ended up leaving the Twin Cities, and just in case people don't know, the Twin Cities are what locals call Minneapolis and St. Paul. I had someone tell me the other day that they didn't know what the Twin Cities was, and I was like, oh, whoops. I was like, what? Like, somebody who lives in this general area. And I was like, what? And they're like, well, I'm new to the area. So, like, what? The Twin Cities. And I was like, Minneapolis and St. Paul. That's why they're the Minnesota Twins. And they were like, oh. So, 
just in case people don't know okay i guess i thought that was i did too and that happened to me once up in college up in Bemidji. this guy was like i don't know what that is interesting what okay so anyway now you know yeah in case you didn't know that's minneapolis st paul the two biggest cities in our state so he left the twin cities opened a liquor store up in ely minnesota and that's about um 250 miles north of the twin cities eventually he got into some legal trouble there too for not paying his taxes and operating the liquor store without a license um he was sentenced to jail but was given a suspended sentence i don't know why um but he died of a heart attack in 1959 and that is the story of big tom 1959 is a long time ago but for some reason doesn't feel like it was that long ago right but then again it also feels like 2000 was like 10 years ago true so (laughs) good point um my sources were peoplepill.com uh wikipedia and sppHs.org slash history awesome well we hope you guys have a good week yes. and we will talk to you next tuesday bye